All right, all right. Welcome. All right, all right. Welcome to my call tonight for Real Girlfriends Across America. This is Tawanda, and I am definitely super excited about this call tonight. Why? Because we just created this talk show, and this is actually the second call that we've actually done. So, yeah, I'm definitely pretty excited, especially with knowing the opportunity of being able to help something that you've dreamed about doing actually start to become a reality. Okay. I have a few people that's going to join me tonight. Oh, gosh. Let me see how I can turn this down. All right, all right. (laughs) Um, I have two guests that's coming on with me tonight. Are you ladies there? Hello, I'm going out to my sisters that's joining me tonight. Are you ladies there? All right. They'll probably chime in in just a second. So basically, again, I'm Tawanda, and this show is for rural girlfriends across America, building lifelong friendships. And I want to talk tonight about what Real Girlfriends Across America actually is, um, why it actually exists, and, you know, some of the things that we are going to be doing and something that you actually get to look forward to. So, yeah, I'm definitely super excited about that. I'm over here multitasking, which is one thing that we know we as women always do. We're always doing, well, I think we used to say three things at one time, but really I'm kind of always doing maybe like ten things at one time. So basically, um, when I lived in Charlotte, North Carolina, a little over a decade ago, maybe it was about 13 years ago, I was at a point in life to where I was working, working my full-time job. I had a part-time home-based business with Legal Shield, which I absolutely love, and always doing something basically five, six days a week, 10, 12 hours a day. And I was sitting at home one day and said, ah, man, I would like to, like, not do any work today, go hang out, see a movie, just ride around. And I was thinking about who in the world could I call to do that? And I had a few business partners that I actually liked and was pretty cool with. However, we're always in grind mode. So I kind of wanted to not do anything work-related, just take that hat off, put the fun hat on, and spend like one day doing nothing. And when I sat and thought about it, what I realized is, hmm, I don't know who to call. <laughs> that's kind of crazy, but um, I was 35 years old, and yeah, that's real funny. I was 35 years old at the time, and I realized that even though I know a lot of people, I really didn't have any real girlfriends, especially not local real girlfriends. I have so many people that I know in life, so many friends from, from high school and from college. However, none of them live in Charlotte. So, um. I sat and thought about creating a platform because I I know I'm different, but I'm not that different. And I knew if I felt like this, there were probably other women that felt the same way. So basically, um, I sat in my lab and I created something called Real Girlfriends Across America because what I was looking for wasn't just another girl to hang out with. I was looking for someone that I could build with, bond with, and actually develop a friendship with. And that's where Real Girlfriends was birthed. 
And now what I want to talk about next in reference to that is, hey, what is a friend? Like what what, what is your definition of a friend? And um, there are so many different definitions we could use as far as definitions of friends. However, my pastor said something one time, and that thing stuck with me like, oh, my gosh, that thing stuck with me for forever, basically. I've been saying it ever since then. One Sunday, we were in church, right? And he was talking about people who you loved, people who you love that you may haven't talked to in a while. Maybe you had a falling out or whatever, um, but people who you really loved and cared about. And what he said, he, he kind of tricked us a little bit now. <laughs> I'm not going to trick you guys as listening, but um, what he said was, I want you all to close your eyes. And I want you to think about someone who you love, who you care about, and who you may not have talked to in a while. Maybe you all had fallen out, had disagreement, et cetera, et cetera. And um, he kind of went on and said a little more in reference to that type of person. And he said, I want you to get the person in your mind, get the person in your mind. And I actually, um, wow, this thing is really um, making me go way back. So I, I got the person in mind, which was actually um, a really good friend of mine. Her name was Moochie, and um, we were friends since probably like junior high school. And we had a notorious falling out, and we wasn't talking anymore. We was never going to speak again. So I think she's probably like the only person I had a notorious falling out with. So um, she came to mind. And then he said, all right, y'all got the person in mind? And um, and I said, yeah, I got the person in mind. Because um, he had like the whole church doing his thing. And then he said something in reference to, I want you to imagine that, like, this is you only have one chance to tell them how you feel and how you care because you might not get the chance tomorrow because tomorrow is not promised to any of us. And when he said that, it pierced something through my heart. Because I know we've all got had friends. We got mad with them. We had a little falling out. But guess what? You still love them. When you love somebody, you still love them five minutes later, even if you're mad. And um, even though with Moochie, Kamisha was actually her name, a.k.a. Moochie, even with her, we would always have some type of falling out. But she wasn't just a friend. She was my sister. Like, I love this girl. And um, and we probably hadn't talked in like a year and some change. But when he said that, mm, gosh. It just kind of scared me because one thing we don't want to ever do is we don't want to be mad when the sun comes up. We don't want to go to bed like that. Like we we just can't. We can't live like that. And and then he and then he said, "All right, the next thing I want you guys to do, reach out to him and tell him how you feel. Tell him you're sorry." I'm like, "Oh no, oh no, oh no! I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do that." He tricked us. <laughs> I had no idea that he was going to actually encourage us to go talk to the person. So um, it was definitely um, a real unique experience thinking about that. And um, hold on one second. I'm trying to get my sister. She says she's on the phone. Um, I am learning how to do this thing. Let's see. Well, let's see how I figure it out. I, I did it one time before. And I have no idea, so I'm going to see. I think it's someplace on here that, let's see. 
All right, all right, all right. All right, this is not good. Technology is not my friend sometimes. All right, so I'm going to see how I can add the person that's on the call to the call. I think I got to unmute him or something. Let's see. Yeah, because I knew everybody couldn't be late. Um, all right, all right, all right. All right, I got some people. That's oh, one of Girl, I'm sitting here going in. Hi, my sister. How are you Hi. doing? I'm good. I guess somebody should have told me that I just couldn't get on and start running my mouth. I had to actually unmute people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll take the whole I'm time. so sorry. Okay, how y'all no, doing tonight? We're good. All right, well, that's good. Well, Hi. let me wrap my story up. And then I, I want to, I, I definitely want to go out to you guys, um, because I was like, oh my gosh, I thought I said nine thirty Eastern, maybe I said Central because I'm always talking to people everywhere. But guess what? We as women, we always stay ready. But um, but what I wanted to say about what my pastor had said about friendships was, he said the definition of a friend, and that was to him, and I borrow this. Um, and God rest his soul, Bishop Philip Davis, but I borrow this and I, I will forever use it. He said, a friend is someone who knows you. They know all about you and they could destroy you, but they never will. I'm going to say that one more time for people who are looking for the best way to describe what a friend is. A friend is someone who knows you they know all about you. They could destroy you, but never will. And that's what he told us that day, and that changed my life forever, and it made me reach out to my friend, and I'm so glad that I did. Ladies, I apologize for not knowing how to work this thing, but guess what? Now is the right time. So welcome to the call. I'm definitely looking forward to talking to you ladies tonight. And I um, want to go out to Corinne first, Corinne with a C. I'm going to get this name thing together and just share a little bit about who you are, what you do, or whatever you want to share, because we're going to make it do what it do tonight. Well, my name is Corinne. I am a um, business owner as well as a virtual assistant. Um, my business building room deals with people who are I'm looking to work from home, entrepreneurs, uh, small business owners, large business owners, just anyone that's looking to start a solo um, a solo venture working on the Internet. Hello. That sounds really, really awesome. And where is it that you reside, or what state are you representing? I'm in Pennsylvania, Philadelphia. Ah, you're not too far from New York, right? No, about two hours, depending on how far you want to go. Okay, okay, that sounds good. All right, well, I'm definitely looking forward to diving into this call with you. And we actually talked, I think, about nine, ten days ago about building Rome, one of my favorite phrases, that Rome was not built in a day. So um, definitely looking forward to um, seeing how we can explore more. And we have another super woman on the call. Are you out there? Yes, I am. Kay. Hello. Hi, Kay. How are you doing tonight, Hi. sister? I'm blessed and well. How are you guys doing? I'm doing pretty good, thank you. 
Talk um, to us. Tell us a little about who you are and whatever you want to share. Okay. Well, um, I am, I've been an author since, I've always been writing pretty much all my life, but I officially like self-published in 2011. Um, I'm an entrepreneur. I pretty much just teach myself how to do something and then I go out and do it. Um, I have an interest in just helping women and, and people in the community. I was born and raised in the Bay Area, and I grew up seeing, um, you know, just as a community, people would reach out to one another, uplift each other, and so I've always had that desire to continue that work. Okay. That sounds really, really interesting. Okay. So, ladies, as we get started tonight talking about friendship, um, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> when you think about, like, friendship or women and friendships, what comes to your mind? You know, people that are looking to inspire each other, build each other, just be there to support whoever um, the next individual is, just to be someone that's not going to judge the next person and is just really going to be there for that person. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I would agree with that. Um, I think also that, like, a, a real friend, um, like, they won't let you do something they know is hurting you without saying something. Like, some, like some people will watch you do something or, you know, let you just go do your thing while they know you're hurting yourself, and they don't care, like, if you hurt yourself. They won't say anything. But a real friend doesn't do that. They'll They'll give you the heads up about yourself and say, you know what, I don't think you're on the right path. I'm just telling you because I love you. That's a friend. Okay. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, ladies, you know, we had a, a conference call earlier today talking about our goal of reaching one million women across the globe and just sharing information with them about our organization, what we're doing, why we're doing it, and why they definitely want to, to be connected. And I know we're all super, super excited about that. So tonight we're going to talk about three different things. Um, and we go, whoever wants to start first can, because I know when you, it comes to women and friendships, there's so many misconceptions or just kind of things people think. So the very first question that I kind of want us to discuss and talk about is, because we're talking about women, reaching women across the globe, like in various countries, et cetera, et cetera. So is there a difference? Is there a difference with friendships based on, like, race, ethnicity, religion, et cetera, et cetera? Is there a difference to you? Is there a difference to society? And so on and so forth. Whoever wants to go first, just state your name so we'll all know who's talking. Corinne, um, I think that generally, no, there is no difference because we're all the same people no matter what, you know, skin color we are. Um, there is a um, – I, I guess like an unwritten word or saying that, you know, maybe those that are um, African-Americans or what is depicted on TV, we may be a little bit, I guess, more catty towards our friends. Um, but I, I think depending on what you watch on television, that can be said about the same thing with other necessities. Um, it's just what we see on TV and what's depicted. Um, because a lot of times you'll see things like Real Housewives of Atlanta or shows that are geared in that same, you know, same kind of uh, genre, reality TV, like the love and hip-hop, where um, it'll start off good, but then it's like when it's a group of, um, you know, maybe African-American or maybe Spanish people, um, it's depicted as we're 
going to end up with a fight if it's too many of us in one surrounding. Um, I think I think my view on on friendship is that um, I think that different cultures can sort of experience friendship in slightly different ways, but I think that the, the support on the basic level it sh- should always be the same. Um, I mean, just in general, women on, on in any country and in, in any time, we suffer so much. Um, we suffer at an economic level. We suffer at a um, um, just a community level in terms of our interaction with the government and society that Sometimes the only support we have is one another. Even when we have issues with one another, sometimes we're the only things keeping each other going. And I think that that's true just anywhere you go, any country you go to. I definitely agree. And I know that um, I meet so many different people. And like you mentioned, just with the culture, different places, different experiences, even like um, – like where we actually like grew up, I think about like me growing up in a small town, like my friends, just my friends, like it didn't really matter, but everybody didn't really have the same opportunities growing up, meeting the same type of people, et cetera, et cetera. So I know that it definitely varies. Have you all ever been like in a group based on um, like race, race or ethnicity? Um. Yeah, this is Corinne. Um, I'm sorry, so you mean have we ever been in a situation where we had an issue based on being in a group of a certain ethnicity? Yeah, you know, like 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 basically, like I'm in a sorority that's mostly like, okay, you're mostly it's people that look like me in this sorority. So, like, yeah, have you ever been in any type of group that was just based on um, a certain ethnicity, group, um, specialty, et cetera, et cetera? I know I personally have not. Okay. Um, I I would say that I have. Um, I I was um like I said I was born and raised in the Bay Area, um specifically um from Oakland, and um when I was growing up there were a lot of community programs that were focused around helping um children and teens and young girls at, in at-risk neighborhoods. But the population back when I was growing up was the demographic was mainly African-American. Like there were Latinos and there were Chinese Americans and there were, you know, there were varying races, but the large majority of the population of Oakland at that time was African-American. And most of the programs back then were um, in, in the areas that I went to uh, were geared towards uplifting African-American children and teens. So I have experienced that, and I, and it also happened in the Latino and the Chinese American um, communities. There were programs for each each community in that time. Um, it's probably very much changed now. I'm not um, in the programs that I was when I was a child, so I don't know how much it has changed, if it has changed at all. Um, but I I have been in in. Uh, it wasn't purposefully like that. It wasn't like oh you can't come if you're not this. It just happened that way. Absolutely. I think that as we, and this is a part of number one, I'm sorry, ladies. Um, As we move forward and we're looking to reach a million women across the globe and talk about friendships and networking and building, do you ladies see any barriers when it comes to 
someone who doesn't look like you or someone that's not in the same socioeconomic status as you? Do you see any difference when it comes to that? For me, I don't. Um, I um, I was raised in an extremely diverse area, like I mentioned. And so for me, I'm able, I feel that I'm able um, to reach out to anybody of any race um, and culture. But that I think that's more because I was surrounded by so many different cultures. And so I, I feel that uh, that level of, uh, I guess, comfort, like that's sort of my comfort zone is being surrounded by many different um, cultures and races and ethnicities. Okay. Yeah. That makes I sense. Yeah, I feel the same way as Kay. Um, I, you know, I grew up in Philadelphia, and the majority of the people in my surroundings were African-American. Um, however, where you, you know, traveling throughout Philadelphia, there's, you know, a variety of different cultures. And I also lived in um, Massachusetts as well. So there's also, you know, a variety of different cultures there as well. Some, I believe it's, we're all people, so it's easy to blend in and, and get along with people with different ethnicities. Absolutely, absolutely. And I'm definitely all for that. People are people. But I got to ask you this part, and I, I should have um, sent this to you guys earlier in reference to number one. When I um, put information out there about what we were looking to do with the Real Girlfriends Group, I had um, a person email me and say, hey, I'm definitely interested in this group. However, I want to make sure that this group is going to be for women, and I mean women that were born women. If you're going to have anything other than that, I'm not interested. Tell me what your thoughts are, how you feel about women in our group that may not have been born a woman, per se, but they are a woman today. I personally um, think that if they are identifying as a woman and they live their life as a woman, um, who am I to say that you're not who you're identifying as? Um, so some people go as far as, you know, get the surgery, they um, change their name, and, you know, they start to live their life that way. And we may not know that they were once, no, and so, you know, maybe have a conversation with them. Um, so I just believe me personally, who am I to, to say you're anything other than what you identify as? Absolutely. Kay, what, what are your thoughts about that? Um, my thoughts on it are, um, I, I know you guys are probably familiar with San Francisco being the LGBT community uh, capital, I would say, <laughs> of America. So that's something that I'm around. Um, I've been around uh, very frequently, um, very familiar with it. And um, I think that participation um, and of, on all levels is extremely important. I think that closing yourself off to interacting and um, trying to um, come to a, an understanding of something that you might not have experienced or might not understand, closing yourself off to that is detrimental because then you close yourself off to just learning how to interact with anybody on any level. Absolutely, absolutely. And one thing, you know, sometimes, unfortunately, what we don't know about, we normally close out, and that's because we're not ignorant at times, so we don't really just open our mind. So I'm definitely with you. Um, I've had men want to, 
come in and, hey, let me in. I want some friends, too, us girls. I'm like, nope, definitely not having it. But, yeah, if you're a woman today, um, definitely, um, I know that we're definitely open because we don't want to discriminate against anyone. And, you know, like you said, if you live like a woman, you know, if you have that change or even if you're in that process or that's how you identify, then absolutely. All right. So the next question I had that I wanted to talk about was, have you ever had a friend slash enemy? And that is called frenemy. I wasn't sure if frenemy was actually even a real word, though. Is that a word, ladies? I think I it's a word it that came about. <laughs> is, is that is that a word like in in like the the um the dictionary where we make up words? <laughs> but your English teacher will mark it real like that's not a word. <laughs> I mean, it might be in the Urban Dictionary. <laughs> Yeah, that's what that's right. what I was trying to figure out. Maybe that's the one in the Urban Dictionary. But have you ladies ever had a friend of me? Well, what what would your definition be of a friend of me? First of all, I, I think a friend of me is someone that is secretly um, envious of you for whatever reason, and maybe they just keep you close because you have good qualities, but secretly they really don't care for you too much. Hmm, that's interesting. Well, have you ever had that before? Oh, yeah, I have. I have. Um, How did you do with I've that? I've experienced. Oh. I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, oh no, I, I think was starting to say something. Go ahead, oh, okay. no, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, yeah, I think she was letting you finish, see, because you were kind of going to add some more to that. Oh, um, yeah, no, I have had a friend of me before. Um, and basically, I guess you deal with friend of me, like, with a, a kitty glove. So you're aware what type of person they are, and you know what to share with them, how to react with them, and you wouldn't necessarily treat them um, wholeheartedly like you would treat a genuine friend. Okay, I I can um, I, I can definitely dig it. So the one you had like that, you treated with kid gloves. Is there any reason in particular that you even entertained them? I think with me, I, I try to basically treat everyone like how I want to be treated, and unless I don't know, I, I think that particular person, if they were just in my life for so long, um. And without being too detailed about the person, um, <laughs> I just think that um, we started off, I think, as friends, and then somewhere it turned left, and I just basically was trying to basically phase them out of my life because I'm I'm big on positive energy, and the second that I don't receive that, I I stop wanting to call you, I stop wanting to like really be around you but I know that if they needed me for something then I would always be there um but yet I still had to think about my own my own self because if you're bringing nothing but negativity to my life that can't be good for me absolutely absolutely okay how about you Kay um I have had frenemies in the past and it was because I was sort of trapped into a um a social circle that I could not leave because at the time they were all friends with my husband. They were all related to my husband. So I didn't have, like, I didn't have the choice of leaving 
it, I was sort of stuck there and I had to pretend to be okay with that. <laughs> and so that was that. Um, but, you know, I'm a widow. I've been a widow for a while and I just, I don't tolerate frenemies anymore. If I feel on some level that you don't have my back, I'm not going to keep you around for you to stab me in it. So. Mm. That that makes a whole lot of sense. And I've been um, in situations with frenemies as well. And, um, yeah, it's a waste of time and a waste of energy. Unfortunately, I have this thing about trying to give someone a benefit of the doubt. You know how you, you see someone and you think um, maybe they really don't have your best interest. You maybe they've heard they said a couple of different things. And um, you're not just really, you're just really not really sure, and you don't want to act too fast, so you just give it some more time. I guess the old saying, you give somebody a rope, they hang themselves. Um, however, it's really a waste of time and a waste of energy. Um, I don't know why people um, even like to do it. Now, in business, oh, my gosh, have you all encountered that a lot in business, though, like people who you do business with or you're about to do business with, and you can tell, like, you don't really vibe. They may not even care about you. But people say, I'm going to get my check anyway. I'm not going to hate it because it's my money. Have you all had interactions like that? Yes, I think a lot of times even if you are going to like a nine-to-five, you're not necessarily going to like your coworker, but at the end of the day, you do need to at least get along enough so that you can do your job and it's not awkward and it's not like a cattiness type of moment. So, yeah, I believe, yeah, that does happen a lot in the workplace, but it's just about, you know, doing what you need to do and then, um, you know, just trying to, keep yourself positive because we can't control what the next person do. Um, so we can only control how we react to each individual in, in circumstances. You can definitely say that again. We cannot control what someone else does. What we can control is how we react to what they do. That is so, so, so true. I definitely agree with you on that. And um, I was just thinking about <laughs> some jobs that I've had and some people who I love and some people who I really like, oh, I couldn't stand. So I'm definitely feeling you on that. All right, ladies, the last question I have for tonight, and then we're just going to open the call and share. Um, let's talk about friendship, betrayal, and forgiveness. Ever had a friend? Now, I'm talking about a friend, not a friend of me now. Have you ever had a friend? who betrayed you and you found a way to forgive her. Mm. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah. And um, this is the story. Whenever somebody mentions something about a betrayal and friendship, I always think about this, even though I've forgiven this person and she and I are actually cool now. It, um, it hurt me so deeply that whenever I think about friendship and betrayal, that's what I think about. Like that's the pretty much the, the defining factor of betrayal for me. But, um, so I, it was a long, long, I was like 15, 16 years old and I fell in love with this guy, you know, the girl, and oh. he was like 19. And of course, you know, he sort of led me on, um, but was like, no, you're jailbait, whatever. And my best friend at the time, I'm not going to say no names, but my best friend at the time knew that I was in love with him, but she didn't tell me she liked him too. <laughs> and so, um, they started talking after like he and I had been talking for a while and then, you know, we stopped talking or whatever. And they started talking and I was betrayed. 
I was like, how could you? And she was like, well, I've been liking him. And I was like, you never told me that. <laughs> like, I've been telling you I was in love with him since day one, and you never said one word. And, um, yeah, it went down like that. And, I I mean, I hated this girl for years. Like, if 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 I could have buried her and danced at her grave, that I would have done it. And uh, it took a long time for me to get over it. I was real hurt. But then I got married. I had kids. I went on with my life. And, and uh, she didn't even end up with this guy after the fact. Like, they didn't even end up together. Um, but, yeah, like, one day I called her up and we started working on this musical project because I started writing lyrics for some song. And she happens to be a singer. And uh, I feel like we were able to sort of, you know, throw the, the you know, let the water go under the bridge or whatever you call it, just let it go. Um, and since then, like, we've been, like, you know, I'm never, I'm never gonna, you know, we're never gonna have that closeness like we, you know, back then, but I'm not, like, I don't hate her. I don't, I wouldn't dance on her grave anymore, you know. I just feel like that's just too much negativity to hold on to. Like, I, I could lose my hair over so many other things. <laughs> But not that. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, oh my goodness! I'm sitting here thinking, fifteen. Oh, your heart was crushed because you know when we were kids and you love somebody, yes. you think they belong to you. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my goodness! That is that. Was it hard for you to get over the hurt? It was. Because like when I I'm I'm a um I'm not as I'm not trusting as I used to be. Um, thank goodness. I've 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 learned my lesson over the years. But at the time I was a very trusting person and I'm a very sincere and earnest person when I give my trust to someone, like I'm there for my friends two hundred percent. If I have to come get you in the middle of the night and drive three hours there and three hours back, if I call you my friend, I'm gonna do it. And all too often you know, the other person in that equation doesn't measure up. So I was crushed. And, you know, over time I've learned to sort of uh, limit how many people I give that kind of care to. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. That Thinking about that just really <laughs> – see, I shouldn't even ask you that question because that just made me think of some stuff when I was 15, like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, see what what you what you thinking, see? Miss Corinne. Um I don't I think maybe it was just the friend of me cuz I'm trying to think I don't have betrayed me, but I have had frenemies uh betray me. And I think that once that happened, um I just put them in the category of you couldn't really been my friend. Because um, I felt like if you're truly my friend, then you wouldn't have done, you know, done anything that you would have possibly could have hurt me. Okay, that makes sense. I guess my thing when it comes to like friends and like having a falling out and betrayal, just well, the first thing I learned from my pastor, he said, when you forgive someone, it's not it's not for them. You have to, it's for you. Because sometimes we, we're so mad and we're so angry with people that we're blocking our blessings and our opportunity. So, okay, I, I get it. I understand. So I had a friend once, and we had had a falling out, and um, we had repaired it. Because when you have friends, you know, some friends are like family. You, you love them. And when you love someone, you definitely don't want them to stay mad forever. 
But it seems like even after we repaired the friendship, it was always one eye open and one eye closed. It wasn't, it's it just like, it, it's like if something breaks or shatters and you put it together, it's together. Like the plate is back together, but it still has those cracks in it. Is that, um, Kay, did you experience that with this girl? Like after you all got back okay, you still wasn't 100? Do you become that? Do you, you know, like, is that possible? I don't, I mean, for me, it was not with, not with that fringe. It just wasn't possible. Number one, because it took many, many years for me to forgive her. I mean, I, I held a grudge for a long time. <laughs> and so the connection was like thoroughly broken. So it just wasn't possible. I mean, like there's no anger there. There's no grudge there anymore. Um, but the connection that we had, it just would never be able to be the same that it was. And and I've had friendships like that where I'm the type of person where I, I give someone all my trust and I give them chances like, okay, you, you broke my trust, you know, and I'll give them Absolutely. chances, like about three chances. And then by the third chance, I see that if I've told you this hurts me and you continue to do it, you're doing this on purpose and that breaks it. And I'm pretty much... You know, it. Yeah. I don't hold grudges. I hate, but I'm done. Yeah, like the, It's just Understood. even if I like just the emotion is. It's like a light switch for me. Like I'm there for you, two hundred percent. Light switch off. Okay, it's not there anymore. It's just I can't even make it come back. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, let me ask you, ladies. Um, and this is all that I have for tonight. And I go out to you to share anything you want as we get ready to close in the next few minutes. Um, I've met so many women who are honestly at a point in their life where they don't even believe in friendships anymore. They're done with them. They don't trust women. They've been betrayed too many times. Like they don't even want to hear it. They don't believe that you can really be friends. And um, some people feel like the friendships from high school and grade school, those are the friendships that, uh, that you only have. They feel like adults cannot make friends. So what would you say as we are an organization that's looking to reach millions of women, and our foundation is friendship. So what would you say to that woman that really is broken? She doesn't feel like it's even possible. Oh, I, I think that it's just more or less like I would just suggest that they use their their heart. So if they feel like in their heart that that person is genuine, um, then, you, you know, you can never go wrong if you – Go with your heart, um, and even if that person does decide or um, turns around and does something that um, that may not have been the best thing for your or did things that wasn't in the best interest of you, um, you can at least say that you were honest in your your movements. Just like in any relationship, you may enter a relationship and you may see warning signs and it's up to you to decide, okay, well, this person, see how they treat their other friend. Maybe they'll be treating me the same way. So uh, I would just say, you know, use caution and, and use your heart when you make whatever moves you make. Wow, that's good. That's good, see, That's good. Kay, what are you thinking? What would you tell that person? Um, I I would probably – simply because it's the method that I use, I would probably give them the same advice that, that I do. Like give that person a couple chances, tell them, be vocal. Don't just hide it inside because if you don't tell somebody that they've hurt you, you can't blame them for hurting you because they don't even know that it hurts you. 
So be vocal. Tell them, tell them, you know, you hurt me. Please don't do this. Give them a couple chances. And if you see that after you've told them a couple times and they just keep doing it, then that person doesn't need to be in your life. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that, um, I don't know about you ladies, but I think we live in a different day and time to where a lot of people aren't authentic. And I don't think it is very easy to um, meet people and actually develop friendships. However, I know it's possible. And I have met some incredible, incredible people, incredible women. I've formed some really great friendships over the last decade with perfect strangers, people who I didn't know before. And to me, it's about taking your time, taking your time to get to know a person, have an effective communication and conversation, and that's not going to happen with everyone that you meet, but it is possible. When you meet someone who thinks kind of like you, someone that's kind of open, someone that's great with communication, and someone that's looking for a friend as well, um, that is out there. Um, but it takes work sometimes. Friendships are relationships, just like dating. Um, in a sense, and um, it's about communication, and it's about finding people that have compatibility and commonality and et cetera, et cetera. So, um, yeah, good friends are out there. Friendships are definitely um, out there. It's just really about taking our time to develop them and to nurture them. And don't just jump all in the first day. You know how sometimes you meet people and they tell you the whole life story. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. It actually takes a little bit of time. So, um, But as we wrap up tonight, ladies, we have a few more minutes. And um, I just want you to share whatever's on your mind, what's on your heart, because I know that as we continue to build, we're going to reach thousands and, and millions of people, um, and especially women. So anything else that's on your heart, that's on your mind, you want to share, um, the floor is open for you. Any thoughts? Um, I think that um, that just trying to sort of explore the meaning of what friendship is and and know you know what the the most important aspects of what friendship are and then build on that and then reach out to other women to to create a community where we can have genuine friendships and build up each other and support one another i think that's um extremely important because a lot of people feel very alone in this world they feel very alone and they're not able to um to get those connections in a healthy way so i think that it's an, an important um um Thing that we're trying to do here. Absolutely. How about you, C? Anything? Any last thoughts? Um, yeah, I, I agree with Kay. I think that um, a lot of people, they may not necessarily know where to turn if they were looking to meet new friends, especially if you're someone who, um, it, well, especially at this time where we're not able to necessarily maybe mingle, like we were um, able to do some some months ago. Um, so this definitely is needed at this time um, because this gives people another um, alternative and another platform to actually meet people who would be interested in being friends that are actually um, looking to do business and are like-minded and are driven like they may be. Absolutely. Well, I'm definitely super excited. You know what? I forgot all about the coronavirus for a few minutes. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or not, but um, 
definitely over the next few weeks, we're going to have a lot of opportunity to talk about different topics in reference to women, friendships, networking, business, five figures, six figures, seven figures and beyond. And I'm super, super excited about it. And, um, and when July comes, God willing, if everything is safe, we'll definitely be meeting up in a few different states. So I'm super, super excited about that. And um, before you go, before we go, I wanted to ask a couple more questions, and I promise you it would not hurt. One thing, Kay, that you didn't mention, I want you to kind of elaborate a little about, like you you actually, you have your master's, you've been counseling and, and, and coaching people, et cetera, et cetera. So tell me a little about, like, what is your strategy for, for encouraging people? Like somebody is depressed. Because one thing that I heard um, when I was in Atlanta two weeks ago, they said that 911 calls have increased 50% and most are women. And it is because of people are stressed out, people are depressed, people have money problems, you know, this COVID-19. So what, as a, as a professional, what would you tell people that are stressed out, that are depressed, that's thinking about committing suicide because of what's going on in the world? Any advice? Mm-hmm. Um, well, first of all, if they're thinking of it or having thoughts of suicide, the very first thing that they need to do is call a suicide hotline um, and speak with a dedicated professional who will be able to walk them uh, through the steps to do a, um, a suicide assessment and make sure that they're not um, in immediate risk of harming themselves. But um, if, if that isn't like an immediate danger, then what I would say is um, to look at sort of when the the emotion started, if they are connected with the current events, then it's um, it's you know a valid concern. Like people aren't able to pay their rent right now. People aren't are struggling to get food right now. It's a very um, stressful and anxiety causing situation. And I would uh, suggest trying to get in touch with um, community support networks if you're struggling with food please get in touch with the food bank. If you're struggling with um, finances, um, there are ways that you can earn money. You can earn money through apps, uh, working for yourself. A lot of people don't have cars, um, and it's going to be tough. It's going to be really tough until we can get to the other side of this. It's going to be really tough, but if people are really um, struggling to the point where they're suicidal, I would would, uh, definitely advise calling a suicide hotline. Absolutely, absolutely. And definitely, and also, if people just need to talk, you know, if if someone is going through something that we didn't even mention or touch on this line, and reach out, reach out to us um, from the from the website, from this link, et cetera, et cetera, because together, everyone achieves more. We can look at and see and identify any additional resources. And I want to see, as we get ready to close out, to share a little information about her company and what type of employment opportunities you may be able to help with someone that's connected with you for the virtual assistance. I'm, I'm sorry. You said what type of employment opportunities? Yes. With, with your company with um for virtual assistance, what are some of the things, um, what would qualify them to be able to work with you? Um, so as long as they are able to obviously work independently, um, that's very important um, because nine times out of ten you'll be given a, a assignment and um, you'll be expected to work on it independently. Um, 
we would need to know, like, your skill set, um, what your specialty is, um, and then depending on what our client needs or what's needed um, depends on how we can better use um, each individual candidate. Okay. All right, well, we're going to put the link down below um, in reference to her company, Building Rome, because Rome was definitely not built in a day. And I just want to say thank you to everyone that's listening to this call, everyone that will listen. This is definitely the first of many, and we're just looking forward to growing, sharing information with women all across the globe because we know that smart women and strong women would turn our girls into smart women and smart girls as well and just really super excited about the future for more information on connecting with us we have so many different opportunities from memberships to vendor opportunities to sponsorships and so many other things please contact us our website is realgirlfriends.org once again that's realgirlfriends.org you can find us on facebook at real girlfriends across america and on Instagram at Real Girlfriends AA. Once again, that's realgirlfriends.org website. On Facebook, Real Girlfriends Across America. And Instagram, Real Girlfriends AA. Please check us out. Get connected. Join us on one of our calls that we're having in the future. And we just definitely want everyone to be safe out there. Practice social distancing. If you have to go out, make sure you have on your mask and your gloves and you have your sanitizer and all that stuff, because this thing is real in reference to COVID-19. And I just want to also say thank you to all the essential workers. Like, ladies, I know there's so many people that's working essentially, like in the medical field, ride share, and so many other people that have to still be out. So if you're an essential worker, God bless you. Please continue to be safe. And to everyone that's lost a loved one during COVID-19, our thoughts and prayers are with you all. And that's all that I have, ladies. Do you have anything else as we close out? I, I no, I just, I just, um, just want to thank you guys for having me on tonight. Um, I enjoyed the topic and, and the communication. Girl, I just want to say, please forgive me for not knowing how to bring you in sooner. <laughs> Next time, that will not happen again. I promise you that. I'm on it now. I'm on it now. But listen, blessings to you, ladies, as well. I'm looking forward to building with you, getting to know you. I'm looking forward to meeting you, ladies and doing some crazy, amazing things in 2020. Until the next time, God bless you all. Look forward to whatever it is that's happening next. Good night. Good night. Good night.